Welcome to Get Powered Up with Jessica Jones. Jessica and her guests are here to help you navigate the world around you as a small business owner and provide valuable insights to hone your business superpowers. Now, here's your host, Jessica Jones. Hello, 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 and welcome to Get Powered Up with Jessica Jones. I'm your host, Jessica Jones, and today we have my husband, Charlie, from Charlie's Waxworks and Urban Angel Aerial Imagery with us. And today we're going to talk about software and efficiency in your business. So throw in your capes and let's get powered up. So Charlie, everyone knows you so far from the Waxworks. So I want to have you talk a little bit about that, but also your other new venture. Let's talk about that as well. Yeah. So I am um, bored all the time. So I decided to find hobbies and things to do started with candles to make the, the birthday candle for you a couple years ago and kept making candles now i make fragrances of all sorts um body rollers candles incense wax melts car air car air fresheners activated charcoal soap all of that looking into making other things like lotions and things like liquid hand soaps because shannon your executive assistant consistently says hey liquid hand soap buddy so i'm gonna work on that too um but recently you know you know i've always been a, a huge fan of drones uh, well yeah it makes sense yeah like your history in the navy and i like airplanes. to fly drones and with my electronics background which is my actual career it's i'm not a, I'm not a chandler by trade I, I i'm an aviation electronics technician well aviation electrician not an electronics technician but I learned the electronics part and now I work on flying and fixing drones. Um, that's what urban angel is all about flying and fixing drones. And I have recently launched that as its own business. So I'm trying to get everything in order for that to get it up and running so that I can make some money doing that because it is a market that is highly untapped um, and it's emerging and brand new. And I want to get it on the ground floor. Excellent. And so you've got a product-based business and a service-based business, which is an interesting comparison as we talk about things like efficiency and things you can do in the back end of your business, what's Mm -hmm. similar and what's different. Right. We talk a lot about the sanity that we have to try to keep in running one business. (laughs) And so I jumped into two and possibly, you know, with our ideas and our goals, we have branches divisions and departments in mind so we're we're taking on a lot we talk about the sanity it takes to to maintain one business often but like we never talk about the sanity it takes to maintain multiple and the tools we use to keep them going and how to maintain sanity and maintain that efficiency with multiple businesses running at the same time lots of moving parts but i guess that's Kind of what we're here to talk about today. Yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about buying back your time because every time we launch a new business, that's new time that we have to find in our day. We're already super busy. So every time we launch something new, we've got to dig up some more time. So how do we do that? Mm -hmm. We start piecemeal. None of this happens overnight. Just remember that as we get started in this conversation. Don't bite off everything we talk about in this conversation today and be like, I'm going to do that right now. You'll overwhelm yourself. You will burn yourself out and you'll get nowhere. Also, don't necessarily try to do it all on your own. Mm, You need help sometimes. Look for help if you don't know what you're doing. Absolutely. And sometimes that can be a one-time 
thing. Sometimes that's a friend who knows something. Sometimes that's, you know, a business associate that you guys can trade services. Hey, give me a hand, give me a couple of hours, help me with this and I'll help you with that. And you create great business partnerships in that way. So don't think that all this has to be you. Very important. So what kinds of things can you do? All right. So I think the first thing that I'm going to talk about in our long laundry list of things that we have to, to talk about in our softwares we use is a password keeper. Okay. So we're already setting the base. We're about to talk about a bunch of software, all of which requires passwords and usernames. So a software, like the first step is somewhere to keep all your confusing, different, wild information like passwords and usernames. Yes. Okay. Because if you're keeping track of your passwords in an Excel spreadsheet Mm -hmm. or a Word document or a text file, you're doing it wrong. Because I guarantee you, you're going to forget to update something. Ah. Use something that's connected to the browser you use or the desktop you use or your remote desktop, however you access. Use something that can be connected with a login, a master password, a very long, complex master password. Oh, here's another thing. The military. What? The military comes in. You can finish what you're saying. So get something that will read it when you update it. So if I have to go log in today and update my log my password to whatever software I'm using, and it sees that I went and updated my password, it's going to ask me if I want to save that for the future. So I'm already eliminating the step and automating a process by not having to go separately to an Excel file or a text file or whatever and manually update the right. thing that I just updated. I get those pop-ups all the time. Ohio. I learned this a couple of years ago. Ohio. Only handle it once. If you you can, only handle it once. So when you change your password, your handy dandy password keeper is going to be like, do you want me to save that update? Yes, I do. Password keeper. Thank you. Thank you for this. I've already saved myself a few seconds. May not seem like a lot, but if you multiply that out by the number of passwords you're going to have to change in your life. It's a lot. And if you work with lots of passwords like me, I work with client information and every client I have to get sub user access to their bank accounts or their this or that. And I can't keep these millions of soft of passwords in my brain. And it's not safe to keep these millions of passwords in a file floating around. Right. You keep it in a highly secure Password keeper. Mm-hmm. There's lots of them out there. Mm-hmm. Do your research. Find the best one for you. I think if you use Dropbox a lot, Dropbox may even have one. You say I know like Google absolutely does it. Yeah, uh, Google does it. I saw an ad for that the other day. So make sure you're using something like that to keep your information secure and updated. And number one, efficiency. Right. And this is really helpful. This goes back to the military thing I was just pointing out. In the military... They have you build a password of like 20 characters at least must contain two capitals, 
two lowercase, two special characters, two numbers, and it has to be different every time. And you change it like every six months or so. Um, and there's multiple passwords like this. Had I known about a password manager like this, then huh, life would have been so much easier. But we end up using ridiculously long passwords. And now the convention is none of the characters you use in that password can form words longer than three letters long. So if you type the word hello in your password, it will kick it back and say hello is a discernible word. You can't use it. It has to be a combination of three or less letters that don't make a word. That's interesting. I recently read that one of the most secure ways to have a password is to make basically a sentence. Yes, it is very secure. It takes billions upon billions of years for a, even a program to unlock the possible combination of characters that can make that sentence. So it's really secure. And one of these password managers helps keep those really secure sentence long passwords organized, updated and efficient just for you. So you don't have to worry about that. If I had known about that back when I was in the military, having to maintain, you know, four or five, 20 password or 20 character long passwords, this would have made Life's a world so much of difference. Easier, right? And now that I look back on that, I learned from the military, great, great, secure passwords, all kinds of, I mean, they're not secure because I use them for everything, but, you know, when they and do And that's vary. one thing a, a password <laughs> keeper can help you with because the reason why you use the same thing for everything is why. It's easier to remember. And if you have something that keeps all your millions of passwords for you and you only have to remember one master password, then you can make these insane complex passwords for everything else and not have to worry about it. And you increase your security, you increase yes. your efficiency, and you save yourself lots and lots of time and energy. Oh my God. How many times do you have to reset your password because you forgot what it was? Bruh, all the time. So if you never had to do that again, how many hours of your life would you gain back? Question to ask yourself. Yeah. It's rhetorical though. Like I don't expect anybody to do the math. Yeah, don't don't actually <laughs> do the math because you'll be really upset. But take my word for it. You get some technology in your security. You save 32 days. <laughs> so like, like what are other tools? Like you got a password manager now. So now what do you do? You're trying what are you trying to do? Like, how do you know what other softwares and tools you'll need? Besides the password manager, now that you've got the foundation for all your other tools, what other tools do you suggest? Well, that is going to vary by the business. As you know, you've got a product-based business and a service-based business. Mm -hmm. Let's put the password keeper aside. What is the very first software that we used in your very first business? Oh, so I... You did this. This is where like getting help from someone might come in handy because had I not known this fantastic accountant, I probably wouldn't have had someone who knew Excel well enough to do what we were trying to do. Um, but I remember we I think we may have touched on this before. You built me an inventory and finance tracking system in an Excel spreadsheet that when I typed my sales in a certain place it and what i sold it would just automatically track and deduct all that i had much fewer products back then but it was the the groundwork i didn't need a password for it, it was all in excel so like 
it just laid the groundwork. I had something that would tabulate and calculate all of the changes and adjustments I was making and track everything. So I didn't have to have it keep living in my head and try to maintain, hold on to every piece of paper I get that's in relation to this business, because I never know when I'm going to need to enter that information somewhere. You know, I, it was its own little headache that was solved very simply with Excel, something as simple as Excel. Yes. Now that is not a long-term solution for tracking business finances, but it can be a starting point when you're first getting started. Maybe you're transitioning away from a job and trying to feel out this hobby and turn it into a business. And Mm -hmm. how much am I investing into it? You can start tracking your expenditures and your sales that you're making in an Excel spreadsheet. And Excel is a very, very powerful tool if you know how to use it. If you start, if you just start making a table and a list of information, that's a good starting point. A power user can take that information and turn it into gobs of information. Right. Like it can turn it into a profit and loss statement and a balance sheet and an inventory tracker. But you don't necessarily need all that. No. If you're just getting started, though, and you just need a place to list your information and start figuring out what you're investing into this business, start with that. Yes. Write it down somewhere. Pen and paper. (laughs) You got it. But that's a terrible, like, that's just like, I just started 20 minutes ago. That's where you write pen and paper. Take your piece of paper and type that into Excel. Put it in Excel. Because you're going to lose that piece of paper someday. Yes. How many times have you lost an important piece of information? Those of us who live here in Louisiana in this hurricane hotspot, how many times have we lost important documentation in a move, in an evacuation, in a flood, in a fire, in any number of things? You lose paper. Yeah. Save it somewhere on the cloud or on a portable hard drive that you can take with you. Whatever you feel is your most secure method, either Plug it in and keep it with you on your key ring or whatever, or keep it in the cloud. And see, I'm, I'm a fan of the cloud. I'm a fan of the cloud since you turned me on to the cloud. You were very resistant to I the cloud was. at first. There were so many times when you hear of like information breaches and leaks and things like that. What if somebody gets the guts of my business and damages me somehow? I was always worried about that. But a thumb drive, while a great idea, is especially in your key ring, prone to damage. Yes. Uh, you damage that thumb drive, that information is gone. There's no way to get it back. And it's usually solid state. So, I mean, good luck digging in that. But um, yeah, the cloud, one, like something like Microsoft OneDrive built into Microsoft Windows, which is on most computers already, like activate that bad boy and start storing your information somewhere away so that no matter what computer you log into, all you need is that password manager (laughs) and the password login for that Microsoft cloud or whatever it is you used and access your stuff there. And you can always get to it. Fire. If a fire eats your computer, you can go to it to the library, get on one of their computers and access your business there. Like it's, it saves so much time. That's one tool. Absolutely. That's absolutely a super powerful tool. And you can access Excel on your cell phone. Now you can't do lots of, I mean, you could, but it's really difficult on that tiny screen to do lots of, lots of updates, 
but I have a workbook for a networking group. I'm in charge um, every week of tracking who is in attendance. Mm -hmm. I pull it up on my phone and I type yes or no next to someone's name on my phone. Then when I get back to the office, I pull that up on the computer and I use that information to transpose it into the tracking attendance software. That way I'm quick on the go. I can keep all of our contact information for our members and things like that, and then put it into the external software that it has to be in. Yes. But I don't have to pull out the whole big computer to type it. I can just click easy Excel on the go, boom, 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 and I'm done. So you maximize your efficiency by putting it on the cloud because it's accessible through any device that can access the cloud. Exactly, exactly. So you don't need to be in front of your computer. You don't need to have that tablet or that phone ready to go. You can use any device at any point. Exactly. Heck yeah. So with that, we're gonna take our first break. We've talked about some softwares that you can gain some efficiency in your business. Mm-hmm. And we've touched touched on Microsoft Excel most recently. We're going to dig a little bit deeper into Microsoft with some of their Office 365 products that we love to increase efficiency in your business. So stick with us and we'll be right back. Jessica Jones Accounting Services is here to be your small business superhero. Whether you need ongoing services like bookkeeping or payroll, one-time services like implementing an accounting software or one-on-one training, or an on-call CFO to answer your larger questions, Jessica Jones Accounting Services is here to help. Stop costing your business more money by trying to do absolutely everything yourself. We pride ourselves on giving you big business level service while still giving that small business attention. You're the expert in your field and you didn't start your business to watch numbers move, but we did. Come check us out at jessicajonesaccounting.com to see what we can do for your business. You are listening to Get Powered Up with Jessica Jones. We hope Jessica and her guests are giving you the spark you have been looking for. Now back to the show with Jessica. All right, we are back. Before the break, we started talking about some password keepers and Microsoft Excel that you can use to improve some efficiency in your business. Let's talk more about Microsoft products and some of the other um, brands that do similar things, mm-hmm. um, Charlie can give a different perspective. We use Office 365 personally. Um, I know that there's a lot of competitors that use a lot of similar things. So feel free to take this information and apply it to whatever software you use. First and foremost, email. I use email all day, every day. <laughs> and I get hundreds of emails a day. Hundreds. That would drive me insane. Yes, it was driving me insane. And I was having to find a way to gain my sanity back. The first thing I started doing was inbox rules. If you're not familiar, I know Gmail uses it. Um, Office 365 does it. It's logic. If this, then do something else. Right. So I started categorizing things by client. Mm -hmm. first so I could quick and easy see 
what things were in relation to. So if it came from these five email addresses, tag it as this client. It's called categorize in Office 365. Um, Beyond that, um, I had clients who were um, constantly emailing things only to me and not to other members of the team that we'll talk about a little bit deeper. But the first problem with that was, you know, if I'm not the first one to get to something. So I had a rule, if something comes from XYZ trouble client Mm. and I'm the only person receiving it, send it to the rest of my team. Okay. Now that got to be cumbersome because there was a lot of people doing it and there was a lot to get lost in translation. So the next thing I discovered was group inboxes. Whereas a part of my office 365 package, I could have like an alias email address that would be XYZ client at Jessica Jones accounting. Okay. So client could email an inbox that was just for them. Now, every single member of my staff that works on that client will automatically receive the information. Right. Because it goes to that group particular group. And it didn't just go to one person. So you don't have to say, did you get this? Did you see this? You don't have to worry about that getting lost. Everyone with access to that group has access to that email. Exactly. Exactly. Nice. Which is super valuable once your team starts to grow. So even if you're just a small team, one to two people right now, think about things like this as you start to scale up. Yeah. Communication and a lack of communication can be huge eater of your sanity and your peace of mind. Like, Communication is key. They say that all the time and they don't, they're not just saying it. Correct. So if you're in that Office 365 ecosystem and you're sending things to a group inbox, let me tell you the next thing that I discovered. You can use something called Power Automate, which is a lot heavier duty logic rules. And yeah, it's got a lot of... Programmer. <laughs> not necessarily. Not necessarily because they have a lot of templates for you. Thousands and thousands of templates uh-huh. that you can look at the softwares that you're using and connect them. So you can hit a button and plug in a few keywords and it'll guide you through it. But you can save every email that goes into that group inbox into a specific document management location. So. Is that how, because I remember this from when I was doing some bookkeeping work for you. I remember this. What was the tool you used to extract an attachment from an email and put it in a particular folder for everyone to access the attachment, to save the attachment from the email automatically into a specific folder? That is a Power Automate task. Now, even beyond that, because I was finding we get a lot of receipts and information via email. And I was finding that a lot of times the information that I needed wasn't necessarily in the attachment. It was in the email and the attachment. So I leveled up a little bit. I got another software connector that I pay for, but it's a tolerable amount for what it does for me because it saves hours and hours and hours of time a month. I got another connector that goes and every time it gets an email to that inbox, it saves the email and all the attachments to a specific PDF in that folder. Okay. And I can also subsequently have each attachment separately if I wanted to, you know, have it saved, but then also say, okay, what was that big group that came together? Okay. It can do both in tandem. 
Nice. And that saves a step because think about how many receipts a bookkeeping company receives from every client every month and then multiply that by the number of clients. Yes. And if every time I receive one of those, I have to print the email and attachments to PDF and save it in a folder and name it. That's hours of time. Every month. Yes. If I can buy that back with automation and put it where it needs to go, then I've saved infinite time. When you say buy that back, you mean I will pay for this service or product to make that time that I'm eating, that I'm just spending, go away. Exactly. Okay. So if I say we'll use an up, we we spend say six hours a month saving emails. We'll just Mm -hmm. use that as an example. How much do we charge per hour to our clients? Multiply that. If the software costs me less than that, I'm doing good. Now, if the software costs me $50 a month, mm-hmm. that may be a two hours of time. Right. And if it bought me back six, then I'm already four hours ahead. Right. Now, every time I grow and I get new clients, that becomes seven hours and eight hours and 12 hours mm-hmm. that it bought me back. And it becomes infinitely more valuable as I grow. As you scale. Yeah. And that's awesome. That's really cool. Like how the bulk of your business being receipts and documents has you have a way of tracking it, keeping it, saving it, storing it. And, and oftentimes pulling the information straight off of it and putting it where it needs to be. That's really helpful. Exactly. Because you could pay a bookkeeper to read a physical receipt that you sent. I know bookkeepers that will receive that via email and print it and then read it and then type it into the computer and how much time are, are they spending? I I stopped myself. I almost said wasting. They're not adding value right. in any way. Right. They're not, just regurgitating information. Right. They're not maximizing the efficiency in their time. Now, if I'm charging you the same rate that that bookkeeper's charging you, but in that time, software has done all of those steps of reading the information and packaging it so that I can quickly put it where it needs to go, then the time that I'm spending is actually adding value by reviewing your information and seeing where you're spending too much money or seeing what you can do as my client to improve efficiency in your own business. See, and you bring up your own business that you have a service-based business, but it has a lot of documentation involved that you have to keep and track. And it makes me immediately think of, okay, so what if I have a product-based business and I have an inventory that I need to keep and track and store and all this other stuff? Like, what do I do? What can I use for that? And I remember we talked about Excel and how you built me the Excel spreadsheet. We've graduated from Excel because, like you said, it's a short-term solution. You have hundreds of products now, so that is not feasible. I have lots and lots of products, um, and I have to track them multiple, multiple copies of that specific product. So I have hundreds of items that I just have to track and store and make sure are there. I could spend all of my time every day doing a physical inventory just to keep on top of what's there and what's not. Instead, we go to Excel, or since now we've graduated, we use Zoho now, which is a great, like, I I think of it as almost like baby QuickBooks. (laughs) But it's like, it's, 
it's similar. They have all kinds of software tools that you can use. The inventory tracking one I use for keeping my fragrance oils, my soap base, my finished products, all of those things are tracked and sorted. And All the component products, the in-process products, mm-hmm. and the finished products are tracked. So I can track exactly how much of a component product, like a fragrance oil, it takes to make a candle, get the cost price of the candle, so it helps when it comes to making my pricing decisions. I can see how much of it is used so that I can track how much I have left, know when to order more. I can plan and strategize on when it makes most economic sense to buy a certain amount of something or... Like when you started deciding to buy two bottles at a time of component products because seven candles use this scent and you're running out of it every time you buy it. So eh, we'll just buy two bottles at a time. You can make those decisions where you can say, oh, I bought a hundred milliliters of this thing, but it took me eight months to go through it because it's only got five milliliters of this scent in it in one smell. So I'll just buy a 30 milliliter next time. I'll save my money and go down on, I'll go down on the price. All of this was unintended consequences of having a software like this, right? Tool to use to help to the minuscule amount, track everything you've got going on so you can make better decisions. It makes your time much more efficient, efficiently spent. I could, like I said, go through and just weigh physically every single bottle of fragrance that I use and every bit of soap that I use and weigh all my wax and weigh everything, physically do all of that just to make sure after every market, just to make sure that I've got everything that I need and everything's tracked and changes are recorded. Or I can have the computer do it for me. Which one makes more sense? Which one is a better use of my time? Which one opens me up for other opportunities? One of them eats all the time and gives you none for other opportunities. And one is basically hands off and gives you nothing but time for other opportunities. Of course, there's still some work in updating and maintaining, but it's much less taxing than it would be if you were to do every step of it manually. Exactly. And that's like a product-based business. The the things you have to track, there are all kinds of tools out there. And it's not expensive. Like you said, how much time would I spend doing an inventory like that, a physical inventory, an hour or two, something like that. And then you take the amount of time, the amount of money the business can make in an hour at a market, for instance, and say, okay, this is how much it would cost to do this inventory on the clock, so to say, so to speak, and then buy back your time by paying for something like QuickBooks or Zoho or somewhere like that. You you get it back and it's much more efficient that way. It's so important when you're analyzing softwares and deciding if you can afford something to remember you're paying for that, not for nothing. You're paying for it to do something. So if it costs $50, $100 a month, what do you gain with that? If your time is worth $25 an hour, that $100 in software, if it buys you more than four hours of your time back, 100% is worth it. Mm-hmm. If you're, what can you earn in that time? Right. What do you buy back for yourself? What can you go and earn? Just like when you outsource your bookkeeping, 
oh, it costs X number of dollars a month to do the bookkeeping. But if you're not doing that bookkeeping, what are you doing with that time instead? It's the opportunity cost you bring up a lot. Hey. (laughs) The opportunity is, okay, it costs you more in opportunity to handle all that stuff manually yourself. Exactly. To print that invoice or that receipt and put on your little librarian glasses and look at the the dates and everything and write it down in a, in a software yourself. Or- I, I challenge you to time yourself when you start doing something like that. One of these things that don't add value to your business, time yourself. If you've got a smartwatch or your phone, whatever it is that has a timer, see how much time it's costing you to do it. And then multiply that by what you could charge for that time if you were doing the thing you should be doing in your business. And you'll see. I'm sure that it'll work. I'm sure that it would work. Well, for, like for the Waxworks, probably a little different because we only do pop-up markets. There is no consistent, like, this is how you do hourly, typically. Not yet. Look at there. Looking at looking at places to put the, the Waxworks. But... Yeah, so right now for like Urban Angel. Yes, your service-based business. service-based business, but it hasn't, I only have one service so far that I've accomplished and been paid for. And your advice to me, because I was immediately frantic, where do I do, what do I do with all my income and all the money I'm spending? How do I track this? Where do I put it? Where do I record it? Because I've gotten so used to my product-based business being set up like that with your help. And now I've got the service-based business and I'm looking for ways to get it running like the Waxworks is. And you're like, hold on, you don't need that just yet. You've got one whole transaction. Just save the paperwork that you drafted, that I drafted. I put it together and, and a little paperwork for the completed job, for parts and labor and things. You said, just hang on to that. And when we're ready, you'll have it to input into your new software. Caveat, did I say just hang on to that piece of paper or did I say scan that piece of paper and save it into your cloud drive for the business yes. so that you can't lose it? I'm sorry. I shortened that to save the piece of paper. I meant save a copy of it in the applicable folder in wherever you store your stuff, be it a thumb cloud. drive, a cloud, somewhere. Um, but yeah, you hang on to that so that when you need it, when we are ready to get you into a software you have everything you need to get started. We can just simply import it all and there's your baseline and your business flies from there. But I will say, even now with that one transaction, you've already increased efficiencies because when you got ready to do that first transaction, you built yourself a nice Excel template. Well, you started with a template, built yourself a, a service form to intake the equipment you were taking in and all of these things. And in doing that first transaction, you discovered this is super inefficient. Yes. There's a better way. So you went and you made what? What did I make? I don't remember. I, I went, I remember going to, uh, I looked up an app mm-hmm. and I found an app called MaintainX. I think I'm saying that per- correctly, but it is basically the form that I made, but much like they did in the military, tracking every step of a maintenance job tallying all of the money, tallying all of the costs, all the labor, uh, all the labor and updating it as you go. Now it's less efficient than I'd like it to be, 
but it is much more efficient than print out this piece of paper, bring it with you everywhere you go, have this person sign it, have this person read it. I can keep track of it on the technical side and maintain these, these aircraft in a way that I need to, that I can track and follow what's going on, go back in historicals and say, okay, this was the problem I had before. How do I fix it again? So it it's maximizing my efficiency in more than one way um, as I'm trying these methods and realizing they, these are the inherent flaws in this method. Let's try something new. And okay, I like this. This is the direction I want to move in, but still not quite where I want to be. What else is out there? I know what else to look for now. I know how to do more research into what would suit me best. And now I use that. Of course, there hasn't been much movement um, considering, you know, people don't know about the urban angel fixing drones. Just they yet. will soon. They will. Very soon. Um, but yeah, so far I've used it to track the maintenance of the one drone that I've got to repair for and then paid for and the other two that are possible works in progress. <laughs> that may or may not actually work when Correct. we finish testing them. But that's what maintenance is for. Exactly. But I've got a way to track it all. I've got a way. I've got tools I can use to organize this information to manage and expand my capabilities so I don't waste opportunities. So I'm not spending all my opportunity on time doing things the hard way. On data input. Data input is the least valuable thing that you do in your business. And if you can find a way to increase your efficiency from data input, then you're already a leg up on where you were yesterday. And with that, we're going to take our second break. So stick with us. We'll be right back. Have you ever wished you had someone who had all the answers in your back pocket? The Superhero Initiative was created as a launchpad for small and micro businesses to reach the next level in their potential. We are here to help you start out on the right foot and rescue you from future headaches. If you've been in business less than three years or are currently generating less than $100,000 of annual revenue, we encourage you to apply for the Superhero Initiative. Recipients will get eight hours of donated time to supercharge your back office from bookkeeping cleanup to implementing and training on software and other accounting and management needs. Visit jessicajonesaccounting.com to apply today. You are listening to Get Powered Up with Jessica Jones. We hope Jessica and her guests are giving you the spark you have been looking for. Now back to the show with Jessica. All right. And we're back now. We're going to talk a little bit more about some efficiencies and some things that you should consider as you're trying to make decisions on what types of software you really need to invest in in your business and what costs are worth it. So like, what are the big names in software for what it mostly managing your books? Because this is what like every business relies on. It doesn't matter what your trade is, whether it's service to product, you got to manage your books, right? So what are the big names in books, right? I mean, there's obviously QuickBooks. Um, everybody knew QuickBooks desktop. They've been around for a million years and desktop is eventually going to go away. So if you're on desktop, you're going to want to look at a cloud-based alternative or if you're big enough and you need a desktop solution, then a different enterprise level solution 
for your business. Um, but other than QuickBooks Online, there's Zoho, there's Zero, I believe there's WaveBooks, which is a free starter file for mm-hmm. people. Um, and there's a lot of other different softwares out there. Um, I've not touched every single accounting software there is. Um, maybe one day, uh, maybe one day I'll build one because I don't believe there is a perfect accounting software out there right now. There are drawbacks to every single software I've used. Okay. And it depends on the needs of your business on which one will work the best. So we'll go back to like when I was, what we were saying before the break, I was rushing to get into an accounting software mm-hmm. from Urban Angel. I got, I'm rushing for something, you know, whether it's an Excel document or some accounting software, I'm like, Jessica, please help me. Hook me up with something. What do I need right now? And you're like, eh, just keep the documents in your cloud-based folder and then we'll work on an Excel to start and then we'll transfer that over to an accounting software once you get up and running. What is the benefit of jumping from Excel? Like once you've got some software in order, what's the benefit from jumping from that small Excel boat to the big grand yacht that is an accounting software like Zoho or QuickBooks? Well, that's a, that's something I'm going to turn around and I'm going to ask you because you've done this most recently and you're working in it right now. You gain a lot out of having it in this accounting software that's going to be more robust. Mm-hmm. Right now, you've got a couple of transactions. So this is my expenses. This is what I've earned. There's not a lot com- complicated going on. Right. But what happens when you buy a new piece of equipment and you've got to track the money that you're, you know, you spent on this mm-hmm. as an owner's investment? What happens um, when you want to um, go to the bank and get a loan so that you can open a location? Right. Um, you need to have these things with a balance sheet and a profit and loss statement. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get a lot of automations. I mean, think about when you're tracking your entire business in Excel, every expense, every income, you have to make sure that you physically, manually go type in every transaction. You have to have a running balance. Yeah. If you have an accounting software, you get a reconciliation. So when your statement comes in, you can confirm you got all your transactions covered. But even beyond that, if you're using a, a cloud-based software that connects to your online banking. Oh, it does it daily. That's right. Okay. So to answer the question you were going to pose to me before you started answering it yourself. <laughs> um, yeah, that is one of the things I've noticed. You're right. Um, with Excel. When I started in Excel, I had to go and look at my bank um, activity feed and compare it to what was on the Excel document versus having Zoho for me uh, or QuickBooks for the clients you had before. Um, It automatically checks with your bank and gives you every transaction that comes across your bank and says, hey, what do you want to do with this? And it tells you, hey, you need to categorize and track this and put this somewhere and let me know what you want to do with this number that we've found. And you don't have to go and manually do it yourself. It's You just tell it where you want to put that money and it will not only sort it all for you so you can have a running balance sheet and profit and loss and all that other stuff and see how your business is doing something you can't necessarily do without expertise, 
in Excel. You have to know what numbers are relevant to what uh, informational source, like a balance sheet or profit and loss. You have to figure, you have to know what you're talking about first to do that. Um, and if you don't, then you're just recording numbers and you don't know what's relevant, what to record, what matters, what doesn't. Whereas using a software, they they already know. You just need to fill those categories with different numbers and it'll tally it, keep it, track it, calculate it, give you nice little charts and graphics, which I love. Um, and it'll give you this really quick, easy snapshot of where your business is as opposed to what an Excel document can do, where you have to know what all of the numbers are, where they come from, what they're doing there. And it's... And you've got to remember every day to go check to make sure there's no transactions you forgot about. Yes, I love a bank feed. <laughs> and if you have a product-based business like Charlie's Waxworks, mm -hmm. these softwares can talk to each other and integrate. So you're using Zoho Inventory and Zoho Books. Mm -hmm. So when you order some more products, your components, your fragrances in your inventory management system, you say, okay, I'm ordering these things and you break it down by the milliliters of fragrance that you've got so that you know what's going to go into all these candles. And then that talks to your accounting software and says, hey, this $27 matches this thing in inventory you said you were buying. Is this the same thing? Yes, it is the same thing. Click match. And you're done. And boom. Not only is your inventory adjusted, but your books account for the influx of product or component or asset. asset. It just works. Say it goes the other way and you use some of that stuff. It drops that asset. Well, after you paid for it, it doesn't. But in it moves some of that money to the final product, like finished products. And you have like a tally of how much you, how much of an asset you have in finished product. So at any given time for Charlie's Waxworks, for example, we know what the value of all the fragrances on the fragrance wall are. Mm -hmm. We know what the value of all the body rollers in the box are. Mm -hmm. We know what the value of all the candles are. We know what the value of everything is at a glance. Yep. If the Automatically. IRS the IRS were going to come take my business. I know exactly how much they'd take me for. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope that never <laughs> So how do you know what softwares you need? How do you know? Every business is different. There's thousands and millions of softwares out there. Mm -hmm. How do you know what you need? The very first thing I invite you to do is look at your busy work. What are you doing that does not produce a value to your business to your customers stuff you got to do to maintain what's this busy work yeah everything that's busy work is an opportunity for automation in some way it may not be seamless you may have a couple of steps right but there is automation i'll give you an example we've got a client that is a franchise of a large company they have a franchise-wide accounting system where they invoice their customers and they track the payroll cost, the overall payroll cost. But the client wants to see things on a more granular level. Okay. Previously, the client was manually taking all the invoices that were produced in this franchise software and manually typing them into QuickBooks, which was yeah, data suck, time suck. 
Yeah. Just data entry. We have an automation. It it does require a little bit of human input, mm -hmm. but we go in to this franchise software. We download a detail of every invoice to every client that they have sent out over the past week. Not just total invoice amount, mm -hmm. but every granular detail. And we use an a transaction importer that's not native to QuickBooks. We use a connector because we want high level of detail. Yes. And we bring in every granular piece of information that's available and import it into QuickBooks. And then it all... And then yes. we're able to manually create reports that show the client the details they want to see that it isn't available to them. Nice. And we've done a few minutes worth of work. Mm -hmm. Then when their customer payments are coming in, we're matching that based on the franchise online activity and matching every single thing that hits their bank to these invoices instead of only tracking the customer invoices in QuickBooks that come in through the bank because you could be missing a lot if you have mm. receivables. Still you're not waiting on money to come in. You're still waiting. You don't know what that is. Okay. So we're taking a connector software and connecting what we have to use versus what we want to use. Yes. And we're not doing a lot of data input in between. Yeah. So that's cool. That's, that reminds me of the way we, when we go to market, uh, there is no, we don't have a seamless um, integration between the inventory and our point of sale software. Normally, you'd be able to do that every time you make a sale, it would deduct it from the inventory, add it to books, and it would all be work. It would all work in one thing when you sold an item. And the reason we don't have that is because we've determined at this moment, it doesn't cost us so much time that it's worth the cost of the software. Right. It's just a small yeah. bit of time right now. Mm -hmm. But when we become a lot busier, that yes. will change. Yes. And it requires manual inputs, like you said. Sometimes it does, but it's still having them separately still meets the needs of the business while saving us time, making us more efficient, opening us up to all kinds of options we wouldn't otherwise have. If we didn't have a point of sale software, we'd have to deal in all cash or Venmo or something, but now we can take credit cards, like bank, direct ACHs and things like that. We can do all of those things because we paid for the tool to increase our efficiency. Yes, and that's actually something that I used to get stuck on. If a system didn't do everything that I wanted it to do, I was considering that it wasn't right. Instead of considering maybe we can take components of this marry it up with components of this and get the final product that's still better than where we are now, I would get hung up on this one system isn't doing everything that I need it to do. And so there's nothing that's going to help me. Yeah, you wanted a jack of all trades. Exactly. Yeah. When in reality, I could say, okay, we're going to take this system and it's going to improve our efficiency here. And with the result of this, then we can improve this efficiency. And with, with the result of that, we can improve this. And it adds gears yes. to your machine and as long as you plug the right pieces in, your machine can start running itself without you manually key typing everything that ever happens. It's like the Mercedes-Benz. They're engineered like BMW used to, like super engineered, way engineered, Volkswagen. They just engineer the crap out of them. 
There's so many parts that do so many individual little things, but you get a great long lasting vehicle out of it because they work so well together versus fewer parts, more failures, less efficiency. Ultimately, like you get a a Chevy Malibu and it's nowhere near engineered as highly as say a Beamer is, but a Bima, I'm sorry. Um, But you can tell, you can tell in the way they feel, you can tell in the way that they ride, you can tell in the way that they maintain. And you can tell in the way that they require a level of specialty to work on them. True. You got to have the right tools to work on a, on a Bema. You got to have the right tools to work on a Volkswagen. You, you can't, can't You can't just take it to your roadside mechanic and expect that they're going to be able to operate this, this machinery. Right. It takes specialty to deal in these heavy efficiency types of businesses. Yes, it is going to require a specialist, but everything that you get back in your time is worth it. It's quality. Yes. Yes. So, like, ultimately, all of this ties into the same topic that we always talk about, saving yourself that anguish, that mental, physical, emotional anguish in running a business or several. Yes. You just, it's all the way back to how do you maintain your Zen, your, how do you stay in Nirvana? You know, it's like a honeymoon period when you start a business. This is amazing. I have a business. This is great. How do you stay in that high energy, motivational peace of mind that everything is okay? How do you keep that going? You have to use the right tools. Keeping your business from becoming a drain on you. The reason why you love it in the first place. Right. So if you're interested in talking more about that, please don't hesitate to reach out, even if it's just a consultation to talk about where to start, what softwares you may need. I would love to help because the name of the game is improving efficiency to create a successful business. Mm -hmm. So with that, Charlie, I need you to tell everybody how to get in touch with you, both for the Waxworks and for Urban Angel. And if you want to throw the book plug in there, I will follow you. So I'm a very busy man. I am currently in aerospace engineering school at Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University. So I'm doing all of that while also running the candle business, Charlie's Waxworks, which you can find at www.charlieswaxworks.com. No apostrophe. You'll confuse the internet if you throw an apostrophe in there. Um, Or you can Google me. I'm sure you'll find me there. Um, Follow us on Instagram. Instagram and Facebook, Charlie's Waxworks. Uh, as well as Urban Angel, which is brand new. Most of what we do for Urban Angel is on Instagram because it's heavily uh, pictures and video. But uh, you can look up Urban Angel Ariel on Instagram and find us there. Uh, Facebook as well. In, if you need anything at all, fixing a drone, to diagnose the drone, anything, we do that. We're not DJI you know, affiliated or anything like that, because they want you to be a dealer at the same time if you do. But I can fix a drone. I've fixed many drones. If it's fixable. If it's fixable. They're some not things, fixable. Some Once things, you crash it. Yeah, some things you crash so hard that there's a software or a, a real problem with the wiring or something. We can troubleshoot those, but a lot of the time the parts are expensive and it isn't necessarily worth it. feasible. It, it's more worth, it, worth it, it to just... To just get a new drone. But... Yeah. Uh, we, we work on those. You send us an email. It's, uh, what is it? Urban Angel Ariel at gmail.com. 
and we can talk about any of the problems you have with your drone and get that bad boy back in the air. Also, I've written books, and I'm currently writing a third book um, called The Divine Saga. You can look up Divine City of Woe on Amazon and Divine Tower of Expurgation, big word, but you can find those both on Amazon and take a look at them. They follow the story of a journalist who falls on hard times and inadvertently makes a deal with the devil for his soul, realizes he made a mistake, and then tries to undo it, thereby triggering the events of Armageddon and the apocalypse earlier than intended. A little light reading, you know. Yeah. If you're in the New Orleans area, we invite you to come and check us out at a pop-up market that you can find on social media or just chat with us. And if you're not, I really invite you to go check out Urban Angel Ariel on Instagram. Though it's in its infancy, the videos are incredible and they make me so happy. Let us know what you want to see. We're trying to grow this thing um, and your support is how we'll do it. Thank you again, my wonderful husband, for joining me again this time. You're my my favorite (laughs) co-host. So thanks for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Get Powered Up with Jessica Jones. We hope you've gained something valuable today. If you did, wait till you hear what we're talking about next. Until then, get out there and forge your own unique empire, travel your own path, and most importantly, be your own superhero.